Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to the AEW Collision on Battle of Belts Preview. <laughs> I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the Daddy Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision and Battle Bills. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm-hmm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. Other money goes, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Sidgwick's look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision, a show that got a whole lot more interesting yeah. last night. Yes. Well, last no, in the immediate aftermath, I suppose. I saw it last night. In the immediate aftermath of AEW Dynamite, because we're getting a Memphis street fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... Bad news, good news, and it affects this match, I would expect, more than most, depending on how uh, craftily they produce it, is that this uh, collision on paper, pretty damn good. Yeah. And there's a heavy tease for next week. That could be even better. However, um, if you look at the WrestleTicks seat map, it does not make for good reading at all. They have once again hired this absolutely cavernous, (laughs) this cavernous arena that, like, you know, when you see these just gigantic sort of ovals mm, on WrestleTicks. These gigantic ovals and all the blue dots are concentrated in the middle, which tells you they have not opened up what looks to be half the freaking thing, which is fine, but it's very echoey and very dismal and dark and a bit bleak. Um, I think the last time I read it, that like had 220 tickets sold. It looks like it could like hold about six times more than that. So that's it's going to have that atmosphere. Jeez, oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, it doesn't look good at all. Um, so it's going to have that atmosphere, I fear. And for something like Kingston Jarrett, if they're going to be like, they will do a spot at the concession stand. They just will. Yeah, and they might want to be very careful about where they sort of poke the cameras in and around that walk towards it because you don't want to reveal anything that's pretty uh, a damning indictment of AEW's soft domestic business. But uh, this match should be... It can't fail. It's mm. the perfect match with the two perfect opponents. And I say this habitually just to remind people that Tony Khan knows what he's doing and we should have perspective. This man is so good at making matches 
and marrying match uh, stipulations with performers because Eddie Kingston and Jeff Jarrett don't have to do anything. Like they're obviously going to hurt each other. Mm-hmm. They're going to spray each other with food condiments as well <laughs> in proper Memphis style. And it's not nothing what they will do. Like some of it will hurt. There'll be some plunder. There'll be some, like, some, you know, I wouldn't want to take a work punch. You can't yeah. miss. Yeah. You have to do it a bit. But they can just walk and brawl and do these really fun little moments. Like an Eddie Kingston, Satnam Singh interaction is going to be great. Eddie Kingston and Karen Jarrett interaction is going to be fantastic. Like, this is going to be Bells, Whistles, Memphis, TNA. And then with a little undercurrent of Eddie's King's Road yeah. sort of fighting spirit when he's going to get a guitar put over his head. And God damn it. If he doesn't know sell a guitar shot, I'm going to ask what are we doing here. <laughs> this should just be an absolutely incredibly fun hoot. The only issue is, what, well, what's the stipulation, Wilborn? The stipulation is if Jarrett wins, Jay Lethal gets a shot at Kingston's ROH world title, which makes me think yeah, if, it was just, if it was just Kingston, Jarrett, Memphis Street Fight, that's one thing. Look, like, I'm not being funny. AEW can subvert your expectations every now and then. I mean, look what happened on Collision, what, two weeks ago now? Yes. The big Brill and Ricky Starks winning the titles. So they will subvert the expectation. But I would say that they, and, you know, this is unintentional alliteration apologies. It is the work of, uh, <laughs> Will Warren's busy, so I'm not going to say it. Um, oh, that's kind of But they signpost more than they subvert. Mm. AEW, I would say. Um, so, yeah, I know what the finish is going to be, but it's in Memphis. It's kind of fine. It's one of those where, like, again, you don't want to, like, this is the sort of match that you feel like a dickhead for like criticizing in advance when you know it's just going to be so much fun. Yeah. But used to be that a champion losing a non-title match in AEW was an event. Like Omega only did it once as world champion. Um, I know it's only ROH, but if it's only ROH, why have an ROH? Yeah. You know, yeah. the title should mean something. Um, and Kingston's not long won it. Um, it'll be what? Just be like a month later or just over? Yeah. So... That seems to be a shame, but look, it hasn't happened yet. Like this match is gonna be class. No sell a guitar shot, please. A condiment spot as well. I, I can't decide whether I want vinegar in the eye. Do they have vinegar much in America? Do they? Uh, Yanks, the, uh, the, the the Yanks who listen to us, Matt Rains. Yeah, <laughs> loads of them. Vasquez. Do they have malt vinegar? I swear, you know, I've been to America more than once, and it's not usually on that table. No, it is on that table. If you go to uh, the Crack Shack on the Vegas Strip, is that pineapple mustard? Oh my god! Why do they Why do they go together well, so well? That's what you could shove yeah, some. Mustard. I, I loved it. You could shove some mustard up his nose, I suppose. Squirt it, it comes out of his mouth. Or just the why? Condiment. I'm just trying to think of condiment spots now. I've got, I really like the idea of uh, who'd sell it better. <gasps> Probably Jarrett. Um, he looks like he's got Kingston in real trouble. And he's just sprawled over the condiments table and he, squirt, he squirted Kingston with ketchup or catsup or whatever goddamn stuff they got over there. And he spins Eddie Kingston around. <laughs> Huge load of salt in Jarrett's eyes. That's what I want to see. I've got the spot. I've got the spot. Or maybe he ducks and it goes in Karen Jarrett's eyes. Well, I was just about to say. Oh, sorry. I was just about to say he's got the ketchup in one hand, the ketchup and the mustard. <laughs> In the other, it's about to do it in Jarrett's eyes. Jarrett ducks. They both go in Jarrett and Karen's eyes. Oh. Because I need... They, I'm not being Jim Ross about this. 
right? But you want Karen Jarrett to scream. Yes. She's so good at screaming and, like, rage, like, blood-curdling screams, and that's the way to do it. Well, often uh, on the SmackDown preview, we uh, we play this. Because, obviously, it's cinema. Um, so what about borrowing from Hollywood and uh, uh, Sanjay Dutt in advance... He's got, you know, you got you got your your little bottles of condiments, but they got a big vat of condiments. But it's the Yanks. Yeah, just recreate the scene from Carrie, but with uh, Karen and ketchup. <gasps> Wilborn, what are you doing? Hang on, I'm getting to the right page. Oh my god, Adam Wilborn. She called me uh, ketchup, baby. I'm on a roll. What is ketchup? I don't know. I just know it from... Google it as I talk. Um, I, I, I know it from uh, Simpsons. Ketchup? Ketchup. Ketchup. He's, uh, he's talking to the condiments, sir. Uh, I, I think I've already told you. I watched Carrie earlier this week. Oh, did you? Yes. That's why it was on my head. Absolutely class. Oh, it's just ketchup. <laughs> Is it a different brand? Just ketchup. I love how we all shoot Mr. Burns, who plays the senile yeah. old man. We are literally him right now. I love that idea. Oh, it doesn't say anything. What is it? Comparison. A condiment. Catsup, a condiment. Ketchup, a condiment. Catsup. Taste. Generally sweet and tangy, but sometimes spicy. Ketchup. Generally sweet and tangy, but sometimes spicy. It's the same fucking thing. You've just written the same thing so, twice. Can one of the Yanks tell us the difference between ketchup and catsup, maybe, please? Oh, maybe it's got not as good, not got sugar in, actually, as I say that. And it's also got one star less rating on uh, difference.com. <laughs> what else is on the show? Uh, well, that's to potentially build to a title match. We've got a title match on this show. What a segue. Uh, as a Ricky pro. Starks and Big Brill have their first title defense uh, against the BCC, Claudio and Wheeler Utah. This should be a lot of fun. It is very much your we're feuding with your mate, and you're the mate. Mm-hmm. You're the mate to the mate we're feuding with. <laughs> it's very AW, it's very wrestling. It doesn't feel like this. Major match, but it's a first. Is it a title? First title defense. Yeah. Um, Utah's going to take the pin. It's pretty predictable. I'm not entirely sure how into the idea of a continuation of Starks Danielson. I am great as it's been. Maybe I'm being like really bitter and jaded and spoiled. They had another match under another stip, oh, which yeah. you can't go back to a normal one now. Yeah, I probably can't. <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe this tag match existing is not such a bad thing, and maybe there are significantly worse ways to spend a Sunday morning or Sunday evening. I'll see. Mm. I'll see. Mm. Um, aye. Big Bill is the perfect heel, I've decided. He's up there, isn't he? Yeah. He has got... The face is so obnoxious with his heel antics and the spaces between moods. He's got the face you'd most want to punch... And the face he just never would because he's just so big and hard. Yeah. Like, he's such a nasty, cruel, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, wait just one second. Where are we going? Let's not forget. Where's the um, 21st Century Fox thing? Oh. Big Bill has got the perfect cinematic grunt heel, like 
big dickhead <coughs> in the gang with his outsized, animated, Hollywood-style-sized mm. presence. Like, he's just amazing. And every time I get to see Big Bill, I just get such joy, mm. such joy watching him. Like, me and Hamlet were there. I'm like, I'm not being funny. Big Bill in that Battle Royal was one of the best moments that entire pay-per-view for us. We were going yeah. absolutely crazy. Like, the match with... Hit alongside Brian Cage against FTR was better than the Bullet Club Gold stuff. Sorry, tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> um, so I just love watching him, and I get to watch him over the weekend, and he's going to do something very, very good. What? Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. Oh, no, that's gone too far. It's time to play the game! Time to play time the to play game! game. Did it, did it, did it, did it. What thing can Big Bill do that he uses to taunt his opponents mid-match? You know when, like, um, when he's doing the scissors and his eyes were all in the back of his head, like... Uh, he did the lipstick, didn't he? Did the lipstick with Moxley's blood, and then he did hands in his pockets with Cassidy, wiped his ass with the Better Than You Baby T-shirt <laughs> and made sure to check that he got every last bit of uh, crap off it. Did it, did it, did it, what can you do? Ooh. Because, like, Wheeler Yuta doesn't really have any signature, like, crowd appeals or poses or things of that nature. He could mimic swimming someone on the... Swinging someone. You know, like, um, Cesaro kind of does it on his heels. You go... (laughs) Like that. I was thinking he could actually get Wheeler Yuta up and spin him like a pizza, like Luigi Primo. That's physically impossible, Wilborn. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's what we are. Never change. He could do it. He could pretend to do it to Utah, and I do a really sloppy, deliberately terrible version. And then there's a crowd start going one, two, and into it, you just drop him and give him that. Yeah. He likes that. What's that called? Yeah. Where you get your, where you lift up your fist and smack your bicep to tell someone to F off. What's that called? So you can flip the birdies. <laughs> that's what you do for the yeah. middle finger. You flip the bird. Know what that's called? Yeah. Yeah. Is it up, yeah. up yours? Maybe that might be. Hey, yeah, up yours, yeah, up, yours up yours, buddy. I'm Big Billy. Oh yeah, that that that's a good one. Is it up yours? Is yours mean your ace? I assume so. Up your your ass. My big my, ass. My my knuckles all the way to my elbow. Up, up your, your ass. ass. This is gonna be up yours. Up your ass. <laughs> I I thought I was thinking more before you said this. I was thinking more sinister. So like maybe when he's got. You know, like, Ricky Starks was directing traffic with Big Bill. Like, do it again. Do it again when they were beating FTR. What if he's like, Claudio's been taken care of. He's been taken down on the outside or whatever. Cut off. Put through a table or an apron. It's yeah. wrestling. One of the two. <laughs> um, Wheelie Utah's beat. And he's like, no, no, no. Come here. And he whispers into uh, Big Bill's ear. And Big Bill goes over. You know the Danielson stomp on the head thing? I mean, that if Big Bill does that, it might kill someone. Yeah. But, like... I saw that. Bang! No head left, Wheelie Uta. But yeah, they're going to win, aren't they? Yes. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Sticking with uh, sort of Ricky Starks and Big Bill Jason, I'd, I'd like to know your thoughts on the former champions, FTR, forming a new trademark. <sighs> Rated FTR. See what they've done there. Might as well, they might as well call this rated passion for the business because Edge loves talking about how much everything means to him and Dax Harwood likes talking about how much everything means to him. If I wanted, you know this, they will together as a trio embody the energy I used to put out to the internet on my MSN Messenger statuses when I was 17 (laughs) years old. Like so emotional. Who cares? Yeah. I know you love the business. Uh, rated FTR. Well, how about rated uh, LTB? Loving this business. <laughs> rated RTB. Respecting this business. Andy made a good point on the news of like, my friendship is now ended with CM Punk. Now Adam Copeland is my best yes. friend. Hey, good for them. Good for I think it'll be a fun trio. And, and I said this, I said as much on the news. I said, well, fun's not the word. It'll be good. It won't be fun. <laughs> It'll be You're gonna get like some really good banter and party matches. You're gonna get some really strictly good professional goddamn wrestling the way it used to be, the way mama made it. You got a you got a MJF selling his pickles and uh, you got that Jericho selling his his alcohol. We're just selling goddamn grit. That's what we sell. <laughs> you want your grit? It's winter time, you need grit. You come see rated FTR. You come see rated RTB. <laughs> I I think it's a good idea in terms of keeping Adam Copeland busy because he's literally just said I'm not I'll never fight Christian Cage for the TNT title and that's obviously where we're heading and you can't just have him be like face Serpentico on the collision for a bit or something what in terms of like just keeping Copeland busy whilst he's not facing oh right yeah yeah, yeah. well they don't even rank him anymore so (laughs) they should do I think Copeland versus Nick Wayne. Be yeah. a really cool TV match. I don't think it's pay per view size. Obviously, Nick Wayne's not been built yet to be a, a pay per view singles dude. Tooth and nail match or just normal? Normal. <laughs> Why would you ever do tooth and nail again? That was absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> a horrible story that about him 
just falling down and chipping his tooth on the concrete. I don't. I hate tooth. I hate uh, tooth stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've got distracted now. I just got these shudders with you. Not. I had a toothache last week. I know. No, shut up. Okay, yeah, I'll move on. I'll tell you who else might have a toothache after this. Shut week. up about fucking toothaches. <laughs> It's acting on Drake because that mirror is going to kick his ass tonight. Yes, yes, he I is. I mean, as if he didn't kick his ass enough last week for merely suggesting uh, to CJ yeah. Perry. I mean, I'm not going to spend longer than 30 seconds on a squash match. Yeah. But this squash match, Miro's great at squash matches, um, all really short matches. Very good economical wrestler is Miro. This is going to be so cathartic. Nothing personal in action on Drake. He just radiates a vibe. That, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The 2000 new, 2004 new metal band that is Action Andretti. That you just radiate something that uh, I just like to see him get his ass kicked. Maybe the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. With a few. Uh, it's particularly a bad week to be Action Andretti, even more so in, than in kayfabe of why were you, uh, why are you telling CJ Perry to give you a call, Action Andretti? You, you just said to her, oh, yeah, you can manage me if you want. Why are you saying give her a you know she's married, so what are you doing? So Miro's already pissed off. He's already got that steam coming out of his nose and his ears and what have you. And then, in reality, we've just had two big squash matches on Dynamite. So you've got to follow that, which means Miro's going to be like, oh, you want to you see a squash, do you? Yeah. You want to see someone really get hurt? Tune into Collision on Saturday night and you'll see one. I'm, I never get bored of a horse destroying someone. No. I saw see people complain that there were two squash matches on Dynamite. Uh, I'd have more. <laughs> I would have more squashes and sprints. Like, I really would. And, yeah. uh, like, you st- I never get bored. I can watch, and I know it's horrible, right? And I know it was wrong. But I can watch the Beverly Brothers do the shake, I hide Spike all day, every day. There's something awesome about a brutal annihilation. Like, that's something that just elasticizes what a pro wrestling match should be, makes it, like, really horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't like it. I think it's. I think they were sufficiently different for me. Like, Wardlow was just a means to an end to well, get him in the ring. Art of the squash. He just he won with one move, literally one move he did. Uh, yeah, Nemeth got a few shots in, but he basically just hit him with a single power bomb, and that was that. I did quite like Lance Hotcher and the kicking his opponent down to the ring. Yeah. Whatever that is, because obviously he used to do it, didn't he? Even, the, even like Pando times, he just they'd be like, here he comes. And he'd yeah. Just, they'd be like, oh, why, why is there a... You remember we, we used to watch it and be like, why is there a suspiciously wiry small boy yes. stood near the entrance? Oh, because he's going to get grabbed out of the crowd as Lance Archer remember makes Remember when AEW uh, created a dojo system mm. and had young lions for the express purpose of the Rampage Grand Slam 2022 main event? Yeah. And they, uh, you don't have a dojo. What What are you doing here? I also liked the one where they were like, oh, there he goes, Nick Camarato under the ring. Oh, there it is, the infamous wooden chair we always uh, yeah, see yeah, under yeah. there. <laughs> never before, never again. But it looks, makes it nice. Honestly, visual. man, wrestling's so stupid. <laughs> I love it most, I uh, like it half the time. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, s- switching gears now, because it's not just AW Collision, it's also about... Bell Bells. Hang on. I should we talk do. about Mystico first. Oh, yeah. Should, that's on Rampage, isn't it? Yeah, Non-spoiler, to... I've read that Mystico Rocky Romero is really cool. I'm um, going to watch it. I'm not going to watch Rampage. The I'm going to watch that match. Why would I watch the show, Paul? But I'll watch the Mystico Definitely going to watch Mystico. Apparently, he just had an absolutely fabulous night, and it was really, really good. And it was just a, it was a really fun. It's a draw. It's a goddamn draw as well. 
Maybe they need to think about signing this guy, actually, <laughs> or at least having him on some kind of a part-time deal or whatever. I just wanted to say that I'm really looking forward to the match and um, all going well next week. I'll give you my thoughts on it. Yeah, hopefully this is the catalyst. Obviously, it it's done its job anyway in terms of the Dynamite crowd was far bigger. 2,000-odd tickets sold since they announced Mystico. Um, but, I, oh, yeah, I want to see him on a... The, the more popular shows, let's say. Um, although it would be interesting to see what rating it gets with, with Mr. Co on there. If he's such a draw to just getting people to to uh, come to the show, what's going to be like to get people tune in? That's going to be interesting as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, it's not only uh, AW Collision we're uh, looking forward to this weekend. It's also Bell Builds. And God bless the United States. Um, are we, what are we doing here? Just, I'm sorry to do a podcast meeting mid-podcast, but um, are we reviewing this show? Or? No, we're not. <laughs> okay, we're not. Well, uh, I won't get the chance to watch all of it, I don't think. I've got my niece's christening on Sunday. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, Saturday. I'm going to the pub to watch the booty match. Oh, yeah. I've got a uh, Halloween-themed photo shoot with Eric. Ah, oh, that's can. Yeah. What are you speak. dressing him up as? Uh, we've got about six outfits, to be honest. Uh, we've got pumpkin. I think I've shown you the pumpkin one before. Got a pumpkin one. Got a skeleton one. Got a ghost one. I know he's probably bought another six off Amazon whilst we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, it's time, it's time to play the game. Did it, did it, did it, did it. It's kind of a long one, this. How many times in the previous history of the seven Battle of the Belt shows that precede this one has someone come in with a title and someone else left with it? Seven shows, three matches per show, a title match, every single one of them. One. Second. Second. Scorpio Sky. The only other title change yeah. was the interim TNT title. So, and that was Battle of the Belts 1. Sammy versus Guevara, that was, of course, versus Scorpio Sky. Battle of the Belts 2. The next five, no title changes. So with that in mind, will any titles change hands at Battle of the Belts 8? No, not at all. <laughs> right. Kill this off now. Kill this Battle of the Belt stuff off what now. Because it? it was meant to be... Like oh, my a God. It was meant to be a quarterly... Two, it was basically meant to be Clash of the Champions. Yeah. Two-hour B-level pay-per-view on TV. And for whatever reason, they realized, oh, sadly, it's a terrible night to draw, actually, in this modern TV landscape. Uh, you're going to get an hour. And Tony was like, well... Well, I don't know what he was like. I'm inferring mm. he was all like... Kiss my ass, then. Yeah. I've given you a premium show. Yeah, it wasn't like they loaded the first one up with big titles, you know, MGF, defend, not MGF, but the, whoever the world champion was at the time, defending the world title. It was like, immediately, they were like, well, if you're not going to invest in our show... It's just AW jacked. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah, they'd never... It was always, like, battle of the belts, and you're like, okay, well, even in the early days, so you've got AW World, AW Women's, AW Tag... TNT. So might get, this might be the uh, the destination where the original Clash of the Champions, Sting versus Flair, 45-minute draw, right? You're thinking, right, well, who's on the come-up? Who are the equivalents of Flair and Sting in AEW where you could do that match and it would be amazing and it would 
do a proper proper good number on TV, but you wouldn't necessarily at this stage of their careers do it on pay per view. Kenny Omega versus Darby Allen, like, yeah. not necessarily a big storyline build. Um, he's won some matches. He's going to fight Kenny for the world title, and they could have went to a draw. Darby Allen's got draw law. I was really excited about all of this. Like Darby obviously is Sting to all intents and purposes. Um, Kenny Omega was playing the god of pro wrestling, so he was kind of flair. And we never got that. No. We got, you know, Serpentico versus whoever. Battle of Belt 7, main event. No offense to either of them, but Luchasaurus versus Sean Spears for the TNT I mean, title. I mean, piss take that. Oh, I, that's... Oof. Oh, sorry. Beforehand, and nothing against three quarters of this match, Battle of the Belt 6, tag t- ROH, but tag team titles, Lucha Bros. Good. Good. Penta and Phoenix versus the t- team of. Yeah, now keep going. <laughs> versus the team of Powerhouse Hobbs and who? Michael Sidgwick. Oh, I think I know what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, what am I looking for? Come on, come on, come on. No! No, no, no! QT Marshall, yeah. All right, I thought it was hot. I thought whenever you like. Lead me in a direction of hate. No. The path of hate. Usually, Matt Hardy is at the door. <laughs> He's not too far behind. Yeah. FTR. No, sorry. The one before that. Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian for the All-Out. That was excellent. That was that really was good. excellent. FTR versus Gates of Agony for the ROH tag team title. I'm just doing that the That was a monumental events. disappointment, to be fair. <laughs> Claudio versus Takeshita for the ROH World title. I mean, that was absolutely unbelievable. And again, like you just forget how good this promotion yeah. has been. And, we, and I'm spoiled and I'm jaded and I'm stupid about it sometimes. I mean, that match was absolutely out of this world. If that match had happened like 10 years ago, yeah. we'd be writing about it today. We'd be holding discourse about it to this day. Uh, I assume Battle of the Belts 2 was Thunder Rosa's first title defense because guess who she faced in the main event? Was it Nyla Rose? It was Nyla Rose for the Women's <laughs> yeah. World title. Uh, and then it was Britt Baker versus Riho in the first ever Battle of the Belts. This year, or I say this year, sorry, this year we've already had one, two, three, three previous Battle of the Belts already. I can't remember a single one of them. Um, but on Saturday... Other than, you know, Cassidy and yeah. Sabian, that were good. The Acclaimed and Billy Gunn defending their trios titles against Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ange, and Daniel Garcia. It's going to just be like the most... It's going to be a, a big gimmick of a match. Mm-hmm. It's a big crowd-pleasing gimmick. Yeah, it'd be fun, actually, that. And maybe, you know, the Timothy Thatcher-indebted grapple f- disciple, Daddy Magic, <laughs> yeah, he's- can start really getting annoyed by the fact that his mate Daniel Garcia dances mm. because it's the sanctity of the mat. He's, you know, Daddy Magic used to be an Imperium. Like, what is this? <laughs> it's terrible. Not respecting the... Not respecting the... Yeah, um, oh, it'll be a little bit of fun, like, in terms of they're going to do scissors versus Cool Hand Ange's comb or something. And like you say, Gossi is going to dance, which will be fun. But it's not a chance in the world, especially especially as if it wasn't obvious already. A, it's part of the belts, and B, it's just the JAS, but not the big ones. Yeah, uh, No offense to them. And Daniel Gossi is obviously going to be a huge star down the road. As if that wasn't glued in enough that there's not going to be a title change. The acclaimed are already aligning themselves with world champion MJF, so why would they lose here, Paul? 
Chris Statlander versus Willow Nightingale. This will be good. This should be great. This should be excellent. This should be uh, incredible powerhouse action, feats of strength. Like, really, like, from nowhere as well. Like, maybe something to do with tilt the world, head scissors, and then they're just, how are you doing that? But how are you carrying them and slamming them? I'm expecting, like, a really, really, really strong fireworks match here. Might as well main event. What the hell else have they got? Yeah. Well, I know what they've got, but it would spoil a rampage result, which I don't want to do because there are some listeners who well, we can, are we, still fighting for that title. We are going to predict it. I've got a new, I've got a system we, we can use. I know what it is. I know what I do as well, but that, that doesn't stop us playing a game. No, not, nothing. Well, question: Have you got a coin on you? Oh my god, yes! Yeah, okay, and I'm the only um, living Briton who actually carries around a little bit of cash. Now yeah. And then. Well, you'd have been good at the gig that uh, Hamlet went to recently. He said the card machine was broken. I was like, I'd just go home at that point. I'd be like, well, see you, see you later, guys. That's thing you never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, but yeah, Willow and Chris Allen, obviously Willow has been partially corrupted. Partially corrupted. Um, but the, if anything, if that's anything like that, so if this match is anything like the sky blue one. Oh my god! Oh yeah, but well, I mean, it's gonna be that's the thing. That's why I'm really excited about it. Chris Statlander, like Sky Blue's Raw, Statlander had a best match. Jade Cargill is very, very limited and not like the most um precise mover. A little bit of clunk to Jade Cargill's work. You would never have expected it because Statlander's so good. We've already done this gimmick of all the Statlander matches. I'm not doing it again. But Willow Nightingale's our best opponent, not named Emi Sakura, I think, so far. Number eight in the PWI 250, I believe, as well. Ah. Uh, Willow Nightingale, more than deserved. Well, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Mm. Yeah, granted. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. <laughs> People get really wound up about it, though, for some reason. <laughs> oh. So, the other match is for the International Championship. Orange Cassidy's going to retain, but <laughs> who's he going to face? Because there's a... Three-way on tonight's Rampage, where you and I have both accidentally seen the results of this. But it's John Silver, Kip Sabian, and Brother Zay. But how do we work out who it's going to be? Especially when there's three and there's a... Well, go- alphabetical order, who are the first two names? Well, no, I've got a system. Oh, right, I thought I was doing an eliminator. No, you, we're going to have two coin flips, right? And if it's double heads, it's one person. If it's double tails, it's another person. If it's a mixture... Another person. Ah, yeah, yeah. I generally thought about this driving into work this morning. <laughs> so, uh, love games. Okay, let's go. Uh, if it's double heads, brother Zay. If it's double tails, Kip Sabian. If it's a mixture, Don John Silver, because he mixes it up. He mixes it up. He's a little guy, but he's strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got a dig. Here we go. Oh, hang on, before I haven't played the. It's time to play the game! So, double heads is Zay. Zay, yeah. Double so, yeah. Okay, so we can, one of them is going to be eliminated straight away. Heads. Okay, so we're down to, it's either Brother Zay or John Silver. Sorry, yeah. Kip Sabian. God, this is tense. This is our prediction for Rampage tonight, even though we know the result. I'm nailing these coin flips on audio, aren't I? Cameras aren't on. I see the cameras aren't on. That was terrible. That was rubbish. Beautiful. So facing. So if it's if it's this is heads again, it's brother Zay. If it's tails, it's John Silver that win the right to lose to Orange Cassidy on Saturday night. Facing Orange Cassidy for the prestigious international title at AEW Battle of the Belts is. 
Brothers A. Brothers A. Are we right? Tune in to Rampage tonight. <laughs> I'm actually just tuning in for the Mystico match. I'll kick ass. Uh, and also enjoy Collision on Saturday night. And of course, enjoy Bells. And God bless the United States. The Oak Show, I suppose, technically. Oh, God. Hey, let us know your thoughts ahead of the shows on the X at What Culture WWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. <laughs> follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, of course. Um, and make sure, if you haven't done so already, you get your tickets for our live show that goes down the Mosaic Tap in Newcastle upon Town on the 21st of November. Whatculture.com forward slash tickets for that. I mean, Sidge will be back on Monday to review AEW Collision. But for now, it's been the Collision Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.